So uh, something pretty amazing has happened this week. Yeah. Matt is not on this week's podcast. No, and we have acknowledged it before the opening credits. Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt, Luke, and Dan. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. I think Matt has been on the most podcasts. I think he's only missed one or two. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. He might miss more now. He might miss a few more now. I'd be very surprised if he's back next week as well. And Mm -hmm. that's because one of us is now a father. Yep. Luke and I get our wives to call us daddy anyway. Um, Yes. But that's just a little something that we enjoy. Mm. Um, Matt is a daddy now. He's a daddy. Yeah, he's a daddy. So congratulations to Matt. Now, we're getting updates through the birth. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know, for some reason I have a feeling this has sort of opened your eyes up a little bit more about what you're going to be going through. Yeah, I've got about four months to go uh, Mm. before my baby is born. And um, I'm starting to get next level terrified. Yeah. Mm. Because I think you got a shock about how long it could take. Yeah. When he told us that Jenna was having contractions, I started messaging every 10, 15 minutes asking Mm. if the baby had been born yet. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No, because a full 24 hours later, the Mm -hmm. baby was born. Um, And that shocked me. Mm. I'm going to have to bring a long book when I take Huey to the hospital. Yeah, but if she's awake, all attention will have to be on her. Mm. You can't just be, I'm reading. I'll bring a book for her too. (laughs) I think it's going to be a little bit of a shock for you. I think it's going to be a lot of a shock. And that'll just be the first day of shocks in what will surely be at least 18 years of shocks. And we'll get come up to Come to that. me for all your baby advice. I will. I come from to you for all my advice doesn't regardless. Have, doesn't have a child. <laughs> and yet has and every yet child. Somehow no stuff. I think it's because I'm just a big child still. Mm, mm. I brought new Lego this week. Oh, what did you buy? Uh, so it's, we're coming up on Star Wars Day. Is it the heads? May the 4th. I'm going to get a couple of the heads, mm-hmm. but I actually got R2-D2. Oh, nice. Nice. I saw that just, too. That was very, spoke very to me cool. And I went, I need that. But those heads also are speaking Their heads to are beautiful. all of them. Have you seen that live action commercial for it where that couple build the heads and then rearrange their entire house to so that the no. decor matches the heads? It's great. I'll send it to you. Or I'm, cool. maybe we'll post it on the, uh, no, we probably won't. I'll just send it to you. Yeah. Uh, post it. I'm trying to get better and post stuff on Instagram and Twitter, but I'm trying mm. to get better. I, uh, I've become really obsessed. I've not bought Lego in a long time, but I've been obsessed with looking at Lego in the store, mm. right? It's just fascinatingly fun. And um, I'm, always, I'm always flabbergasted by just the randomness of some of, and especially Lego Town, Right, town mm-hmm. Lego, which is you, you. It was when I was a kid. It was the plain Jane of Lego, right? Mm-hmm. Fire station, police station, and and now there's random stuff like fucking bakery and all of that. Okay, fine, that makes sense. There's yep. one plane crash in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Don't don't oh. understand. Don't understand mm-hmm. what kids are like. Mum, mum, buy me plane crash, plane in, crash the in the jungle. Yeah, it's a rescue. Like there's a rescue team. And there's parts of a plane and trees. 
The thing about that Lego Cities one is that's actually one of the cheapest sets to buy because mm, mm-hmm. it's not like when you buy no like the Star Wars yeah. or anything where they've got to pay the license. But unfortunately, with most of the stuff I get, it is sort of that higher cost one. Because I, I don't know, just I'm not going to go out and buy a Lego City and just build a police station. What you could do, though, is that you could buy, say, one Batman Lego set, you know, mm. Wayne Manor. And then buy a whole lot of city and just put it around yeah, that. Put it around. Yeah, and this is Gotham now. So what I'm doing with my Batman one at the moment, I finished my Batmobile. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Magnificent. I'm now building the, the Batwing. Oh, which nice that one, one can actually be hung up on a wall. Oh, wow. thing is big. Yeah. So well, I'm the Batmobile was much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yep. I don't think I've ever seen a, a piece of Lego that large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Lego, I don't know. And the funny thing about it is the best place to buy Lego from now is from Lego. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the helmets we were just talking about, they're, they're cheaper to buy from Lego store than it is to go into like EB Games or Big W. Yeah, but right. By $10, nothing huge. No, but, but still, yeah. And the other thing with Lego is you get um, VIP points. Oh, really? Yep. And they... Add up to something useful. Huh. Like it's not like a, hey, spend, like get a million points and you get like a 5% off voucher or anything like that. At the moment, if I was to cash in my points now, I get $75 off. Oh, wow. That's decent. I'm trying to save up to the $150, which is the top tier. Mm-hmm. I still have to spend a lot of money. It's like Yeah, but you well, would anyway. Uh, yeah, like R2-D2 was 300-something. Okay, not too bad. Have you started him yet? No, it hasn't arrived. I only just ordered it. Is he going to have the third foot or not? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. He's going to have the little... Yes, he is going to have the third foot. He's all going to have a little compartment for Luke's lightsaber. Oh, fabulous. You know what else is interesting? I never had this as a kid. Did you ever have any Playmobil? No. Neither did I, but... I see it in the stores now, especially since, you know, I've got a child on the way and I'm looking for, well, I'm just hanging out in more toy stores than I did before. Yeah. Playmobil. I hang out in the same amount. Yeah. Playmobil is not as good as Lego. You, you, I mean, arguably, it's not nearly as good. But yeah. they are starting to get licensed sets as well. Okay. And their licensed sets are pretty good. They've got Back to the Future, so you can get the DeLorean. Oh, wow. Right? Um, they've got... Ghostbusters, so you can get the Ecto-1 and the full set of the Ghostbusters. You sure? Because that's on Lego. Yep, I know. Whoring their brands. They're really just going, anyone want to make something, just go for it. It's free advertising for us. You get the Ecto-1 and you can get the full Fire Station playset. Pretty Mm. awesome. But these aren't things you build. These are just toys. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're just kind of fun cartoon-looking versions of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you can get the clock tower from Back to the Future. Well, if you're going to do it, you might as well get a lot. But what kids are going, I want to play Back to the Future? Yeah, maybe it's not meant for kids, let's be honest. Oh, maybe, but it just seems, yeah, it just seems, what adults are going, I want to play Back to the Future. And look, if you're into historical stuff, there's much better historical Playmobil sets than Lego, but I've never heard a kid go, fuck Lego, I want Playmobil. But that said, you can get pirates, Vikings, you can get, ooh, Alpine Lodge. I wonder if that looks like Matt's Alpine Lodge. 
See, the good thing about this is because the pieces are big, you could probably give them to it a little bit earlier. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because you've got to remember, choking hazards. Ugh. My whole house is a choking hazard. Babies and toddlers are stupid. Mm. And everything in my house has a really sharp corner on it, I've only just noticed. Mm-hmm. You need to bring me over, let me walk around, see what I hurt myself on, <laughs> and then fix that. Well, you're welcome anytime. We're not going to Supernova, by the way. We're not? We are not. So what happened was when Matt was da- uh, Dan was down here for my birthday, we decided we're going to go to Supernova again. Cause... But then I sort of looked at who was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot. Slim Pickens? Yeah. Who's the highlight? Who's the, who's the headliner of this year? There's Dr. Carl. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And that's the only person I recognise. If you hang out at the beach down at Coogee, you can run into Dr. Carl on a good day. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there's no no one's jumping out going, hey, I want to go see this yeah. person. So, photo schedule. So, this will be the people mm. who you'd be able to see. There's Miranda Otto. Oh, okay, sure. Ozzy was in Lord of the Rings, so okay. Oh, okay. David Wenham. Okay, David Wenham, Australian actor, also in uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Adam Tuominen, T-U-O-M-I-N-E-N. No. no Spike Spencer. Nope. Dr. Carl. Dr. Carl, um, sure. Ariel Carver O'Neill. Is that the full name of the Little Mermaid? Luke Arnold, John Jarrett. John Jarrett, okay. Who's that? From Wolf Creek. Yep, so... Noni Hazelhurst's husband. Um, Todd Lassence? Lassence? No. Lassane? No. no. Todd no. and Liam. Wait, is that just the Todd from before, but with it's someone else? It's Todd from before, because after that is Liam McIntyre. Okay, no, I don't know who that is. A- and that's all of their photo schedules. Wow, okay. So there's no one jumping out going, hey, I'd like to go see this person yeah, talk. Or no one's even lining up Hey, I'd like a to get a photo of David Wenham. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, let's wait till next year. Let, let's, let's wait till next year and when hopefully we'll have people travelling again because... I think PAX is going to be the same. Yeah, PAX, well, PAX, there's no real... You don't, it's not for photos. It's not for like... Me. No, but no one's going to be there. Except for me and you. <laughs> Look, before um, when we were talking about Lego, we mentioned mm-hmm. Wayne Manor very quickly yes. and Batman. And we have some Batman Wayne Manor news this week. I don't know if you saw this. Last week we discussed that Michael Keaton has been confirmed to be mm. in the new Flash movie. Yep. And uh, I think it was you that pointed out that it could be a parallel universe where the Flash visits the other Batman in the other timeline. And I think yep. that is now all but confirmed because set photos have surfaced of the original 1989 Wayne Manor. So what I think is going to happen is this is going to be how they can reset a little mm-hmm. bit. So you don't have to do a full reset. Yes. But by doing this, you can now bring in another Batman. It's a, a pivot, a slight yeah. pivot. Because Ben Affleck, he's out. He's out, yeah. So that, this is where you can replace. But then with the stuff that's doing well, like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, you don't have to replace her. Yeah. And it also explains why there can be a one-off Batman movie that has nothing to do with the continuity of the other movies. I, I don't think that explains that. If there's that, a multiverse. Just, 
no, that's just money. That's nothing to do. <laughs> well, it's all just seeing what makes money because fucking Warner Brothers have no idea. So they just try but, things and But see. the problem is, is they're still making money. It's not like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the stuff that's bombed and got bad reviews still made a fortune for them. Yeah, you're right. I wonder if you actually stack the profit and loss statements from DC next to the Marvel ones where the Marvel come out that much on top. Because you're right, everyone still goes and sees them. They just don't like yeah. them. Like, I don't think that people go back and see it as many times, mm. but I think that's the only difference. I, they're still doing well, which is why I think they're having a hard time trying to find what works because well, people still gave us a billion dollars for this. So Yeah, true, true. Yeah, all they need to do is go, okay, well, maybe we'll do it slightly different next time, try to make it slightly mm-hmm. more like Marvel. Or a funny one does well, so they do another funny one, and that doesn't do well, and they do another serious one. Look, I think the problem they had is is they wanted to rush to a Justice League. Mm-hmm. They didn't set it up like Marvel yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, you're like, right. Take your time, have a few movies, start to introduce a little bit at the end of a movie, mm-hmm. and then go all out. But then also at the end of the day, we just don't like DC. No, well, that's true too. We could if they made good I movies. Like, I like Batman. I don't like Superman. Man, I think someone could do a good Superman. They could, it, it's potential. I, I get I get why you don't like him because he's mm. just a Mary Sue and he can just do everything. But yep. imagine that was part of the story. Imagine they found a way to make that weakness a strength. I think it could be great. Mm. And I think they almost went in that direction with the Superman as a god type of theme mm. uh, in the, the Snyder trilogy, but they never committed to it and it, it didn't work. Look, I think I know what to do. You mm-hmm. just have have an enemy mm-hmm. that's made of kryptonite. So Superman <laughs> will go yeah. from I can do everything to I just can't, I can't help at all. Yeah, I have to just sit this one out, guys. Mm. That actually, that's not as crazy as it sounds. No, it's not. It's another idea. And, of course, at the end, he'll have to figure out a way. He'll have to make a suit out of something that's stronger than kryptonite, you know. I'm sure this has been done. There must be a Silver Age comic that has this storyline. There has to be. Yeah, do that. Mm -hmm. And then I might watch it because he's this almighty thing that can do whatever he feels like. Yeah, if if something's going wrong and this isn't working, then he just magically has another power that Mm -hmm. works for that. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a good idea. Maybe I should do the next DC. You should write that. If you were going to produce that, would you have it star TV actor... And film connoisseur Henry Cavill, or would you recast? Ah, uh, well, yeah, I'd have to recast because, mm. as I've, we've discussed, he he's not movie material. He's not he's great not for a TV, man. Yeah. Well, who 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 out of the working actors we know? Not that we know personally, mm. um, but who who would you cast in it if you had to cast and you weren't going to no, go an unknown? This is the thing. I'd go with unknowns. Mm, yeah, I think so. But people have always kind of done that with Superman. No one knew Brendan mm. Routh. Yeah, but. No, I don't know. I'd have to really sit down, mm-hmm. interview a few people. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe I'd just do it myself. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I would definitely watch that. Um, t- don't change anything. Just put on the suit, you know? Yeah. Keep the beard, the hair, yep. everything. The piercings. I don't wear glasses, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, neither does he. They're fake. That's the whole point. <laughs> It's, but but really, really, come on, the glasses mean that people can't recognise you? No, 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 no. Even There's... photographers who, that's what they do for a living and work next to you. The glasses aren't the disguise. He just wears glasses because Clark Kent wears glasses as part of his ensemble. 
he actually has one of his powers is a shimmer that make people See, there you go. not just recognize magically him. has a power that just makes it everything fall into place for him. <laughs> yeah, he's a superman. He's very super. Mm-hmm. These days. I mean, he wasn't originally. He was just a very strong man who could jump very high. Yeah, he could never fly originally. And he could deflect bullets if they hit him on the S, which was yep. reinforced. Um, he was faster, faster than... Speeding bullet. bullet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speeding bullet. More Can powerful than an old-timey train. Train. But definitely not a modern train. <laughs> that, that'll just take him out. Yeah, yeah. And Tangara. Then, yeah, can no. leap high buildings. Yeah. Yeah, he just jumped. He was the Hulk. I would love to see a Superman movie where he had limited powers like that. Mm. Yeah. Go back to, yeah, go back to the roots. That would be great. That would be great if they did that. I'd watch the yeah, shit it's out sort of that. weird. Like, because Wonder Woman can fly now. But they, the, the, the problem is, yeah, 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 that's right. The problem is they made so many comics from the 30s to the 90s that they just had mm. to just pull more storylines out of their ass. Yeah, that's why they do get ridiculous and that's mm. why they do reset every now and again because they go, yeah. we've screwed this one up yeah, now. Yeah, we fucked this. Speaking but of ridiculous things from DC, have you seen what DC put out this week? No. Now, I assume that the reason for this is that DC want to, sorry, I say DC, Warner Brothers, who is the distributor of DC. Okay, yep. Want to drum up a little bit of uh, hype for some of their existing properties? You know, there's, yep. there's nothing new coming out. It's been a it's been a tough year. And they've got mm. some old properties they want you to rewatch. So they just yep. they did some new trailers. So a bunch of new trailers came out. The one that dropped today, Joss Whedon's Justice League. Now is not the time to be shining more light onto mm-hmm. that one. No, not only has this been superseded by a very famous new version of the same movie that everyone universally is agreeing is far better, slightly too long, but far better. But also, Joss Whedon is a sex pest and nobody Mm. likes him anymore. Well, no, he wasn't a sex pest. Just a regular pest. He was a bully. Okay, yeah. From what we understand. Mm -hmm. True, true. I think there was a little bit of... Sex pest implied by some of the people there. Yeah, but you're right. Um, no one came out and explicitly said it. So yeah, right. I think the one that was the closest to it was oh, what was the girl who played Dawn mm-hmm. in Buffy? Yes, she was the Michelle one. Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah. After this, there was a rule: he's not allowed in a room alone with me ever again. And that's as far as that <laughs> one went. Yeah, I mean, read between the lines. Yeah, but it's sort of. A, but the other on the other side, like if something did happen. That's the stuff that needs to be reported. True, true. So maybe it was just that she felt uncomfortable because he was a prick and not necessarily Mm. that he tried to touch her in her bathing suit area. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and we'll never know. No. Because he still has not come out and spoken since all this started. He's just head down. Probably a wise move on his part, actually. Because he wasn't really a spotlight kind of guy anyway. He was just the guy Mm. who was behind the scenes of some cool stuff. And he could potentially keep doing that if he just keeps his head down. Mm-hmm. And he's okay with not having his name above the credits. Yeah, because his name used to sell stuff. It doesn't sell. It won't be selling stuff for quite some time now. No. What else has been happening? Well, I've got an apology to make to you. You do? To you. Yeah. To me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what happened? Because you told me weeks mm-hmm. ago that 
The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was good. Was, was very good. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't believe you. Yep. And uh, then you, as the weeks went on, you continued to tell me that then, it was worth watching. And, I, and then Matt said he liked it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I you didn't go, watch it because watch Matt. <laughs> I thought if you both had watched it, then I'm just the sucker who hasn't watched it. Um, but you were right all along. Yeah. This is excellent. Yep. There's uh, out of all of it, there was like one episode I didn't like, and that was episode three. The third one, just a little slow. Yeah, yeah. I don't really. I think three. You can skip that one, mm. but the rest are all great. And I just love how they're talking about what's actually happened. Yes, it's like yes. Everyone came back, and this whole free, like free, the red hand thing and the free to borders. You can sort of understand where they're coming totally from. Totally get it. I, in fact, I found myself questioning. Would I be on their side? Mm. Like they're going about it wrong, but what mm. they're trying to do is Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're terrorists. Whatever we're left, we, they're idealists. We, we had to get rid of borders. We all work together. Why can't we still mm-hmm. do that? Yeah. Instead of, yeah, start, well, we're in charge now. We've got a, you're in a refugee camp. You can only go here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But also the, the logistics of everything. We've got to find jobs for these people. Like we spent mm-hmm. five years reinventing the infrastructure. Like it's it's, also, it's quite fascinating. Like, and then, yeah, people come back and go, "You're in my house." Uh, well, no, I live here now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but this is all real shit, man. Yeah, this stuff happened in Cyprus. Like this stuff happened in um, uh, Armenia. That it happens in fucking Palestine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. No, I, I, I think um oh, what was the the lead character villain's name? Uh the girl with the freckles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know her name. Because uh, they sort of she was also the the bad guy in mm. quotes in Bearing solo in... as well. Oh she was too. I'm mm. one episode from the end, by the way. I've seen yeah. f- I've seen five, so I don't know how this ends yet. Mm. Um but it's no. certainly ramping up. You will enjoy it. And then we have, yeah, you've got a couple of months to wait for Loki. Mm. I love the banter between the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, between Bucky and Sam. They're, they're mates. So Like ribbing on each other, yeah. like stop looking at my sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bucky, yeah, just giving each other shit. It's so funny. It's so I, funny. I really hope this is the way that we go forward. The yeah. movie's... I don't need the movies. If no. You, you flesh out stories this a bit is more. Good. This is very good. Yeah, I want Just more of this. the credits, though. They've got to do something about the credits. Oh, man, it's intense. It's ridiculous. Yeah, 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 it's intense. It's sort of like, oh, this episode's an hour, so I'll settle in, and then 40 minutes, that's, that's the end, and here's 20 minutes of credits. Mm-hmm. It's like... You know I what I love, though? You know, I, I realised episode four or five, I realised... Um, the genius of the writing, the subtlety of the writing, right? Mm-hmm. So Sam, the Falcon, right, hanging out with his sister and her kids. So he's their uncle. Yep. So they call him Uncle Sam, mm-hmm. which is foreshadowing him becoming Captain America. It's just these little clues. It's, mm-hmm. it's just really good. It's really good writing. It is. They've, yeah, they've just got it. And, and even Daniel right. Daniel Bruhl as the I forget his character's name, but the the German uh, Hydra, yeah. he him and them have great banter as well. Like it's it's really great. 
Yeah, they know when they have a joke and they know when it's serious. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I sort of quite like about this, and I think this is because it's on television not movies, the fight scenes don't go for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, uh, we have a quick fight and then we're back yeah. to story. We're and they're good a- fights, mm. but they're over in due time. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Agree. Yeah, you're right about this one. Yeah. I, I'm always right. I, I don't know hat. why you don't listen to me. People should just always listen to me. So I was watching this with Huey. She didn't like episode three and tuned out, so I pushed on mm. without it. Something else we're watching at the moment, which you may like, I don't know. Have you seen Dave? Is that the serial killer one? No, 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 no. It's on... That's Barry. I, I don't know that one. Watch that one. That's good. Okay. It's is a serial drama who starts taking acting lessons. Oh, well, that sounds fucking great. Hold on. What's that called? Barry? Barry. It's on Prime, I believe. Hold on. Okay, well, that looks terrific, so I'll keep that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should check out Dave. Dave's about this white Jewish nerd um, who wants to be a rapper. And uh, it's funny. And even if you don't like hip-hop, it's funny. And I don't know if you've seen this guy, but he was uh, he was releasing clips online a few years ago um, under the name Little Dicky. And okay. his songs are kind of funny. And the show is about him. How would I go about watching this? Um, I'm watching it on... Binge. Oh, maybe it's Binge. Maybe I'm watching Dave is convinced he's destined to be one of the best rappers of all time, but now he must convince his friends because with their help, he actually might convince the world. Yeah, that's fair. That makes it sound lame, but it's it's lame in a funny way. But when I did go to here, Binge popped up and went, hey, Young Rock is on here now. I need to watch that. Yeah, you can watch that first. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to talk you out of watching Young Rock. You're not gonna get between me and The Rock. No, but just to give you an idea, this is of the storylines. In one episode, Dave gets his first ever live gig, mm-hmm. and, and it's at a child's funeral. And I'll just remind you, this is a comedy. This is a dumb mm-hmm. comedy. So, okay. Yeah, I'll give it a try. It's worth it. It's worth watching. It's very funny. I'll be the judge of that. But, yeah, watch Barry. I do want to watch Barry. And the other thing I've got standing by is, have you seen Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso? I Everyone's telling me to watch Ted Lasso. What is that? It's on Apple TV. Oh, okay. And it stars, uh, is it Jason Sudeikis? Yes. Sudeikis, yep. Yeah, it stars him. Uh, and I think the... The premise is he's an American football coach and he's hired to go and coach a bridge soccer team. Soccer team. And, and it's just like a just a silly comedy. Yeah, I might give that a try. But it looks I am okay. Getting, I am going to be getting uh, Apple TV very soon. Okay. Mainly because of Mythic Quest. Yes. So I'm going to get Apple TV, I'll pay for a month, I'll watch Apple Quest, uh, Mythic Quest, and I'll get rid of it because... <laughs> I don't know if there's much more on there I want, but to pay for a month to get watch like Bithy Quit, that's worth it. Yeah, I uh, I agree. And I actually went to the Apple TV site the other day to see what else is there because I do also want to watch Mythic Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember a Harrison Ford movie from the late 80s called Mosquito Coast about a guy who moves his family into the jungle? 
No. Mm. I don't really remember it either, but they've remade it as a series and it's on Apple TV, so maybe I'll watch that. Is Harrison Ford back? No, no. It's uh, Justin Theroux, I think. Yeah, I might pass on it. Mm. What else I'll just be thinking now? about Harrison Ford too much. Yeah, there's nothing else that looks good. Yeah, so I think, yeah, get it for that, that month, watch the two shows I want and get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Which is nothing wrong with you doing that, people. That's Don't have to pay <laughs> monthly subscription to something you're not going to watch. Yeah. Look, as Luke always says, if the platform allows you to do it, it's not cheating. Mm-hmm. Now, some, there was an interesting story this week that I saw, mm-hmm. which I'm going to call bullshit on. Okay. So it's about Citizen Kane. Uh, sure. Yeah. So for a very long time, that's been rated at a hundred percent positive. Everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> People are doing that because they think they should. Yeah, it's certainly one of those movies where no one wants to say they don't like it, so that other pretentious people don't say, "Well, you just don't understand it." Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think within the context, Citizen Kane is one of those movies, and it's not alone. I would put movies like Star Wars and The Matrix, yep. a few other movies up there. Citizen Kane changed the way people made films, mm. and it is very influential. Um, but, yeah, as it for me... But it's not a perfect movie. No. I mean, there's one, there's one bit just once in the entire movie where one character is angry at... Citizen Kane, at Charles Foster Kane, and then looks into the camera and shakes mm. his fist and goes, oh. <laughs> so it's far from perfect. But it is beautiful. It's beautiful mm. and it's poignant. Um, but it's been well, bumped the, off yeah, by, by Paddington 2. The sequel, mm. which is, that's, that's big for a sequel yeah. to be better than the first one, especially for mm. Paddington. yeah. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen the first Paddington. Actually, I watched a little bit without sound when I was in a doctor's waiting room once, and it actually it looked pretty good. Okay. Yeah, there was a scene where he was in prison, and it looked good, actually. It looked very charming. Um, but the fact that the sequel to it has bumped Citizen Kane down off its throat is, is just funny. I find it very you see, funny. A movie that I think should have that top spot, honestly, is Shawshank Redemption. That's a great movie. I can't say just, a word bad about that movie. Like, it, I remember when I used to watch Free to Wear and you sort of, if that was on one night and you catch the first minute of it, well, I'm now watching the rest of this yeah. because it's mm-hmm. just a good movie. I that, remember when that was brand new and uh, my dad and I decided to do a movie night. So I, was, I think I was mm-hmm. living with him at the time. I would have been about 17. And uh, we hired three movies neither of us had seen. The Crying Game by Neil Jordan, Shawshank Redemption, and Pulp Fiction, and we watched them, and they're all three absolute masterpieces, but they're also all three movies that contain um, male-to-male sodomy, which when you're a teenager and you're watching movies with your dad, you just don't want sodomy. You just don't want that awkward feeling in the room. Let's all just watch the screen, (laughs) stay focused, no no eye contact, we're not going to talk about this. (laughs) We'll get through this together. Yeah, my dad probably just hoping that I didn't ask him any questions about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go watch Shawshank Redemption now. Shawshank's a great It's movie. been a while. And Clancy Brown's in it, and we seem to talk about him every week. Mm. 
Now, we talked about Citizen Kane last week because we talked about the fact that Mank, uh, which is about the co-writer of Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. who's copied Citizen Kane's set design and cinematography, won the Academy Awards for set design and cinematography, um, giving it twice as many Academy Awards as Citizen Kane won. But yep. there's more Oscars news this week. There is? In the week since the Oscars, the... TV viewing public have become very vocal about the fact that they're very angry with something that happened at the Oscars this year. And it's I, nobody's I, fault. But as you know, I'm not a fan of the Oscars, so mm-hmm. I didn't watch. So well, what in, are they upset about? Not many people watched it. This is the lowest rating Oscars ever. Um, not only were most of the people not even there, but even the people who were there weren't allowed to be on the stage at the same time as the people announcing the awards. So they just had to put the award on a table and, and then, then step away. away and, and then they'd come up. Yeah, and... awkward as fuck, right? But the producers of the Oscars were so convinced that Chadwick Boseman was going to posthumously win Best Actor that mm-hmm. for the first time in the history of the awards, they rearranged the categories to put Best Actor last so that that would be the finale. And then so this build-up and the rearranging and everyone's like, well, it's going to be Chadwick Boseman, and then it wasn't. And with Anthony Hopkins, who's a magnificent actor and deserves... You know, he probably deserved it for the performance he gave. But it was just such a letdown. Also, he wasn't there and he hadn't even pre-recorded something. So they just had Anthony Hopkins and it's just a still on the screen while everyone at home was going, so it's not Chadwick Boseman? So that was the big end. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then just credits roll. You see, uh, you'd think that maybe you just have a quick look. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you'd be like, hey, guys, we're going to rearrange if you wink now. Yes, like, like we're going to rearrange if Patrick um, Bozeman wins. Now, do you think that's a good idea or not? Yeah, yeah. We're not asking you to tell us if no. he wins. We're just asking you to tell us if it's a good idea for us to very dramatically alter the format of the show. Mm-hmm. Which would only... Be not disastrous <laughs> if he does win. Because if someone else wins, we're going to look stupid. <laughs> and well, they do. Seriously, someone would have had to have known who it was because someone's going to put it in the envelope. Someone's going to count up the votes. I guess this really is proof, though, that it is quite a secret. Mm. If it was rigged, this is proof that it's not rigged. Not rigged. I will just say... The Oscars isn't necessarily always about who gives a good performance. It's no. about who's paid their dues. And I feel Chadwick Boseman probably has paid his dues. This probably did. And also for him to go through that filming and even at like doing all the promo for the movie, going through what mm-hmm. he was going through is amazing. Yeah. But I don't know. Oscars just, mm-hmm. it's what... You all think of each other. I don't know why that's the big, <laughs> big award ceremony that everyone else is meant to pay attention to. Honestly, it, it rates less and less each year, and I don't know if they're going to keep this up. Well, it's because the fans aren't included with it. Mm. Like, this isn't about what fans like, what, what they enjoy. This is all about actors and mm-hmm. producers and directors all giving themselves a pat on the back. So yep. that shouldn't be the big awards because <laughs> that's you guys doing it yourselves. American and international listeners might not know, but Australia has its own awards called the Logies, 
right? Mm-hmm. Which has become a little bit of a joke, really. But it's still pretty sought after if you're in the entertainment business in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. And the public vote. Yep. And if you win a Logie, it's because enough people bought the TV Week magazine and filled out the survey on the back page and sent it in. Yep. Actually, it's probably online now. Let's be yeah, honest. It probably would be. But, but yeah, uh, like, yeah, it's people actually voting. Yeah. Okay, if you win. Favorite, this is my favourite show. Yes, and I think the categories are called most popular actor, most popular mm-hmm. show. So they don't try to cover it up with, you know, any kind of objectivity. They just say, yeah. you this won because most people voted for you. Yeah. We thought you were shit, but the public... Yeah, that's right. We don't get to vote. Well, we do, but we only got to vote once. Once. So we've got more NFT meme things selling. We tried to get Matt to explain it to us last week. Yeah. Didn't I Look, I don't get this, but I also don't really know what blockchain is. No. And I don't know why you would spend money to buy pixels. No. Except that the pixels are a marker for value, which all money is. And so I guess saying, would you pay $100 for this $100 bill is just as silly. So where this has come from is the disaster girl meme. So mm-hmm. that one where the house is on fire and a girl sort of looking back, smirking. I do like this meme. It's, it's, she, she's good. I like this. Do you think it's worth $650,000? Well, I tell you, Luke, I could go to Google Image Search right now. In fact, I am. Type mm-hmm. in disaster girl. Mm-hmm. Um, go to image go search. To, yeah, go to images. And there she is. And now I own this um, and mm-hmm. I got it for free. So, yep. yeah, so I just, I, I don't get what they've purchased because it's still there. I guess the only thing that you could say is that the person who bought this could sell this and I can't sell mine. But you, you, you have one and <laughs> yes. you could do whatever you want with it. Now, the positive thing about this is mm-hmm. that the seller of this NFP, NFP, NFT, T. Is the girl in the picture. Oh, okay. So she's actually getting money yes. from it then. So she gets the $650,000. She's about 15 and she says she's going to use it to go to college and set herself up with a career. And I think that's great. I think here's the next part of the story that makes me even more confused. So mm-hmm. she got the money. Great. But she's still going to retain the copyright over it. And ah. if they sell that NFT going forward... She gets 10%. Well, you do anyway. I, th- I think that's how NFT works if you are the original artist. And I don't know whether to use air quotes on that or not. I think the way that NFTs work is that when you sell them on, it passes back money to the original owner as well. How that's not a pyramid scheme, I don't know. We should sell one of our NFTs. You know what? You joke, but let's try it. Yep. We have got literally nothing to lose. No, let's just go to one of those big auction sites and go, hey, can you just slip this into your next one? But other things have gone for more, like the, the single grey pixel sold for more than this. Yeah. Maybe we could sell the multiple Nerdgasm logo as an NFT. Yeah. See if anyone will buy that. And then just see if they sell it on and sell it on and sell it on, and then over time the 10% that kicks back to us mm-hmm. racks up a bit of cash. Let's do it. Even though you could just go into Word and create it. 
Yes. But I mean, selling an NFT, NF, NFT, I don't know why I keep going to say NFP, but to sell an NFT doesn't give the person like rights to reuse that image like in an advertising no, or anything like that. No, they just own that particular image. Yes. That's in a blockchain that won't ever degrade or anything like that. But I don't know I, what a blockchain is. <laughs> I mean, I've, I know what it is. We're but too I, old, I don't we're really. too young, we're, we're something. We're yeah. just, we are really in the worst spot for technology. Like Facebook <laughs> came out, yeah. we didn't quite get it. We, we were a little too old for it, I think, when that first came out, mm-hmm. and it's been downhill ever since. Yeah, you're right. I think it's also because we didn't have mobile phones or email addresses until our last year of high school. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, a lot of us didn't even have internet to that last year of high school. Yeah. We've talked about Alan Dean Foster. Getting screwed over. On a previous episode. Disney are refusing to pay royalties, or they're refusing to honour the royalties deal that he made with Lucasfilm mm-hmm. for all the books that he ghost wrote uh, for George Lucas over the years. Um, and Disney are like, no, we didn't make a deal with you. Which I still don't understand how, how they can do it. They go, well, no, you made that deal with Lucasfilm. We brought that, of course, yeah. but... I know. I don't. We didn't agree to that. So. I don't get it either. But uh, a whole lot of other authors are rallying now, uh, including Neil Gaiman, who's the only really big name on the list, to be honest. It's Neil Gaiman and a whole bunch of other five sci-fi fantasy authors that I'd never heard mm. of. But hopefully, this does put some weight behind it because Alan Dean Foster only gets paid from the royalties of the books he wrote, because he's an author, and that's mm. how that works. So and, and the thing is, like the type, the money we're talking about, Disney's got that as loose change in their pockets. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Alan Dean Foster just them. lives in a normal house like a normal person, right? He doesn't make tons of cash. He like, just needs to talking, buy his groceries. Yeah, we're not talking about millions of dollars a year or anything like That's that. That's right, it's, and it's not just the Star Wars. He also wrote all the Alien novels, which. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney now own too because they also acquired Fox. So there's a lot of shit that he is just not being paid for now. And you can mm. go out and buy any one of his books and he doesn't get anything for it. So pretty unfair by anyone's yeah, standards, I, surely. Yeah, no. I, to me, if you buy the business and that, you, you take on all of their contracts. You need That should be something you look at if you don't want to pay it. Yeah. You go back and you now have to renegotiate with them. Like, hey, we'll give you one more final payment and then you're gone. Yeah. And then he'll go, no, I'll just stick with the one I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll go, well, actually, that's that's not my problem. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I do do think that sometimes those royalty deals go too far in the fact that, like, the grandchildren of some oh. author are still collecting money. I don't, I don't believe in that. No, no. I think it's only for that person. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Pass on to children and yeah. things like that. Uh, like, if my granddad wrote a book, I don't expect any fucking money for that. I didn't do a goddamn thing. You no. know what I mean? I don't want royalties from his job at the fucking Australia Post that he worked at for 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like... Yeah, no, that's just between the person who did the work and then it's it. Yeah. There's no selling it off to someone else or giving it to someone's inheritance. It's, yeah. it's between you and that soul-sucking corporation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But you pay him. He, he did the work. He agreed to something. Yeah. Yeah. Done. And I, I believe the way that it works with writing a book is that you get a little advance 
Mm-hmm. Then you go away and you write the book. Then they give you a little bit more money. Or... But the real money that you make, the, that makes it worth doing all the work of writing the damn book, is that over the years you accumulate royalties. Mm-hmm. So without that, he might not have bothered. Look, okay, if he knew he wasn't going to be getting paid, why would he do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Dizzy, be nice. Pay the man. I bought an Alan Dean Foster book recently without paying him, but only because I bought it secondhand off of eBay, and there's nothing I can do about that. No. Oh, you could go buy it on a Kindle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then he'd get money off of that, maybe, depending yeah, on the maybe. book don't know. and how it works. To be honest, I don't think this one's on Kindle. This was very rare. Maybe people, or maybe other studios, publishers have gone, well, if Disney's not paying, why should we pay? Yeah. You, you didn't make that agreement with us. You made that, that agreement with Barry and he's left. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, right? Can I tell you about this book? So this book is called Luana, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the story of, it's basically Tarzan with a woman instead of Tarzan, right? Okay. Um, but it was an Italian film in the 60s or 70s, low budget film. And then somebody in America bought the rights to the film and decided to publish it as a book. Got Alan okay. Dean Foster to write the story. Got a copy of the film that was in Italian, which Alan Dean Foster does not speak. <laughs> and he told he made that very, very clear before they made their deal. I do not speak Italian. They're like, no one's going to know. Watch the movie with the sound off. Figure out what you think it might be about. And write that. So his book, which I bought recently off of eBay, as I said, may or may not have anything to do with the source material. Yeah. But it was still a good read. Oh, he did the novelization for The Last Starfighter. Hmm. I didn't even know there was one, but of course there was. Yeah. Back then there was books for anything, the movie that came out. Yeah. Flinks and Flark, Alien Nation. Oh, I remember Alien Nation. Alien Crawl. He was a writer on The Dig. Was he? Oh, man, I love The Dig. I've been thinking of playing that again. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, he's just done a lot. He even did The Force Awakens. I didn't realise he was still doing Star Wars novels. Well, he's probably not anymore. No. Man, they can't not pay him for The Force Awakens. Yeah. Because, no, he'd have to get paid for that because... Surely that's all Disney. That's 100% Disney, isn't it? Yeah, that's what The Force Awakens was. That was Disney's first movie. Yeah, you can't go back on that one because you did make that deal. Do you know that six years was all it took for Disney to recoup their $4.5 billion acquisition. I'm actually surprised it took them that long. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because the amount of licensing that they sell off mm-hmm. for Star Wars is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, I own quite a few pairs of Star Wars pyjamas, Lego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Hoi was working at Disney, she was saying that... that 90% of their revenue came from 
Actually, you know what? I don't know if it was ninety percent. I don't. It's probably not. But she was saying they made a lot of money off of licensing. They made money. Stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, we don't have to worry about Disney. But I also money. I thought that it worked completely differently. I thought that Star Wars or whatever decided I want a toothbrush. Let's yeah. contact a toothbrush That's manufacturer. That's how I thought it was. But no, it's the, the toothbrush goes, "Hey, we want to do this. Can we do it?" And Disney and they go, "Yes, for this figure." Yeah. Which I guess makes sense, but. Uh, did not know that. So I'm seeing down the bottom here mm. that there are some Geek of the Weeks. People died this week? Yeah, a couple of people died this week. And I Anyone thought, I would know. Well, I thought I'd, I'll put all three of them to you and you can mm-hmm. tell me, A, if you know who they are. Uh, if you don't, I'll fill you in a little bit and then you can decide if okay. uh, they're one or any deserve to be okay, Geek of the Week. All right, so I see three names here, Michael Collins, Anita Lane and Nathan Jung. Yeah. Now... I think I know Michael Collins. Okay. He was a singer. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Phil Collins. Okay. Michael so Collins, you Michael do know. Collins. At least I do. you know his work. All right. He was an astronaut. He was one of the first three people to fly to the moon. He just never walked uh, he was the on one the moon. Stayed. Correct. Yeah. 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 As Carl Pilkington would have said, he was the loneliest man in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... I could, I could probably see maybe him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go through the others. So Anita Lane was the girlfriend of Nick Cave from 1977 to 1982. She was in a few of his early bands, including the Tea Party and the Bad Seeds, and co-wrote a couple of songs with Nick Cave. Uh, she died this week, age 60. Not that old. So probably no. drugs. Probably drugs. Um. I don't know if you can get it just for being someone's girlfriend. Okay. No, fair, fair. All right. Well, the third one is no one's girlfriend. This is Nathan Jung, and he is an actor. He was in one episode of Star Trek, the original series, where he played Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. He was also in um, Dark Man. He was in Big Trouble Little China. He was in Beverly Hills Ninja. Pretty much any 80s movie that needed an Asian person he was in. Mm-hmm. And he's dead. Um, and he's dead. Yeah, he died this week. Do we know if he did anything? Because he's just he's just in movies. And I mean, he's in a lot of nerdy movies. But then again, movies. he's taken what he can get. He's also in yeah. Chips. Look, he's also in Starsky and Hutch. I can't give it to him, but I think Michael Collins does deserve it because he got gypped a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Everyone knows him, but no one knows his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone knows Neil and Buzz, and no one knows. Michael Collins. And he put his life on the line the same as the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. In fact, now he's walking down the street and people are like, oh, I love In the Air Tonight. And he's like, that wasn't me, that was Phil Collins. Because it's one of those sad things. Like, when they were going to fly up, they they weren't able to get insurance. So, <laughs> what? To, in, yeah, yeah. So, they weren't insured for the flight. And so, what they were doing so that, that they knew that their family would be looked after if something went wrong, they were signed a lot of did a lot of autographs. Really? Gave them to their partners and went, if we die, please sell these. Wow. That's grim. Mm-hmm. You think, though, for what they were doing, the government would come in and go, like, look, if anything happens, we're going to look after yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll yeah. look after your families. Yeah. Like, we will pay your salary to them for... Yeah. Especially those guys because it's like, you're only doing this now to beat the Russians. Like, mm-hmm. this this is just for national pride. 
Yeah, like you, you, you're probably taking a few extra risks in yep. rushing it so far, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had rushed once before that it exploded. Mm-hmm. Like, the chances that this was going to work were actually pretty slim. Some of the, uh, like, people who think it's, it's all fake and the flat earth and all that, what they they call out the landing as being crap, like mm-hmm. the lunar lander. Landing on, on the like, moon or landing back on Earth? Landing on the moon. Okay. Because they go, like, they never tested it. How would you go that far when you've never tested it on How Earth? could you like, test? And that's the thing, like, well, there's gravity on Earth. Mm. And they did test it. It went wrong. <laughs> yeah. But you can't really test it because They did mathematical gravity. calculations to account for the change of gravity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they did the best they could do. But, yeah, you can't test because there's nowhere to test that on Earth. That's the whole thing about it. Do flat earthers believe in aeroplanes? Yes. Do they believe you can only go one way, though? Because if they, like, I assume that the flat Earth they think is just the map, right? They've seen the map Mm -hmm. and they think it's that. Yes. Is there a particular map? Because in Europe, in Australia, in America, we have maps that start and end at different places. Is there a consensus on where the boundaries are? No, no. there's a lot of the there's a lot of different flavors of flat earth. So okay. there's not one they go. This is the one. Okay, okay. The one thing I've always found weird about the flat earthers is because they go like it's all yeah. They don't trust anyone, mm-hmm. but they've never called out like the countries that really match what's actually out there on the maps. Like, that's not something I've ever heard them bring up, which to me seems a little silly. Like, for example, how do we know Australia looks like this? Have you seen it? (laughs) I mean, I've seen Australia. Yep. So, okay, so let me just back up here. Okay, so Mm -hmm. on an Australian map, Europe Mm -hmm. and America are on opposite sides. Yes. And we have the Pacific Ocean in the middle. I think America have themselves in the middle, unsurprising, there's no use trying to speak with them about it. No, no. My, my question is: my question is, let's say that let's say there was a flat earthers convention, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say it was in England. Yep. And you had someone in America that was going to go there, and you had someone in. Oh, I've got to look at a map to really <laughs> map world. Look, some of the. Stuff I guess what I'm saying is. Say- how do they time when it's going to be? Because somebody's going, well, I'll get on a plane from America to England and it'll take me six hours. And the other person's going, I don't know how you're getting it. It was six hours, mate, because you've got to go the entire length of the globe. They, this is stuff that they try and do. They try and go, well, they look for arguments that suit them, but ignore stuff. Fair. That doesn't have fit to. into what they need. Like they try and point out like, if we were really like this, like why would they, they fly from here to here? And stuff like that, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sort of like, and some of the easy things is because there's not really a big market from people flying from Australia to like South Africa. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why, and that's why we go by Dubai. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they go like it's just faster to go this way. But yeah, we're not filling up planes to go there, there and back every week, and they just also you got you got to refuel. Like you got to refuel. They think that uh, either. So there's got some people that say, oh, we spoke to airline pilots and they've confirmed it. And then <laughs> others are, they're trained to do it this way, but they don't actually understand. <laughs> like if it was, if the earth was round, then they'd have to constantly be dipping the nose down. Otherwise they'd fly into space. And it's all like, you don't <laughs> understand 
how small we are compared to the Earth. Mm. Like, I mean, that is true to an extent. Th- they they do fly on an arc, but it is it, it it is adjacent to the Earth. Yes. In the same way as I when I walk from here to there, I feel like I'm walking in a straight line, whereas in reality, I'm walking on a very, very, very slight curve. Yes. But probably not yeah, because I'm, this is probably still not the floor. floor. But, yeah, and they go, like, if I was driving, if, if like, if the earth was around, if I was driving from here going to here, that's all downhill. So I was like... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean topography's not real. No, that still exists. There was a great flat earth that called out for that. So he he went, here and here, they're so far distance apart, and um, but the sea level... Here compared to here is the same, oh, but you don't you God. go down less than you go up, and it's sort of like because sea level is just sea level. Yeah, like that's that's literally how water works. <laughs> See, here's the thing, right? And I guess I guess you can't be angry at these people because in order to distrust these things, you have to have literally no concept of how science works. So. I guess if you don't if, if you don't understand science, it's as crazy as magic. So And that's part of the problem. A lot of it they don't understand, so they interpret it mm-hmm. one way and then they accuse everyone of just lying to them and it's so interesting. Oh, what one of the other things they go, it's so they can funnel money out. That's why NASA like spends so much time. It's sort of like if they wanted to funnel money out, they just not tell you about the budget. Yeah. True. Like very true. Very, very true. And you really, they're hiring thousands of people yeah. to pretend to do things. There's a documentary called Loose Change. It's from the early 2000s and it's about conspiracy theories. It's mostly about uh, 9-11, but mm-hmm. it kind of was the springboard for a lot of other conspiracy theories as well. And people that are into conspiracy theories now always cite Loose Change as the fact that they, the reason they got into it. The filmmaker behind Loose Change has since come out and said, I was 20 when I made that. I was pretty susceptible to bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I have since realised that none of that is true. Please stop asking me about it. Not only am I not a filmmaker anymore, I'm definitely not a conspiracy theorist. And please don't take seriously anything I said in that movie because I was very wrong about all of it. And everyone's like, oh, he's been tricked now. To... And it's like, no, no, I was just a teenager who didn't understand physics. And now I do. And so now I'm telling you, don't listen to that. Mm-hmm. But no, they, no. they got to him. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He's been corrupted. Uh, uh, the greatest thing I saw once is uh, there was some guy, I forget what he's talking about, he's talking about planets or something, and was like how if I type this into Google, Google pops up and says this is commonly like a, a false report is real but it's fake and all this, and he goes, they're just lying to us because when I go to Google Earth, I can see this. It's all like <laughs> <laughs> you just, you're seeing what you want, but Google really, Google's, well, I'm telling you, and yeah, they right. also have the evidence just sitting there available for everyone to see. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time. <laughs>